1: Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Did you follow that last story? It's kind of interesting, but there are a lot of details and, uh, it's important that you understand them. Let me give you the Utah Community Credit Union text line. It's 57500. Five, zero, zero. Again, the Utah Community Credit Union text line, 57500. Five, zero, zero. We had a conversation just now with Aaron Tarrant, an attorney with the Immigrant Defenders uh, Law Group. Uh, smart guy, sharp guy, funny guy. Uh, I was grateful to him for his time and we were talking about a, a decision Uh, which was uh, just handed down by the Supreme Court. Uh, Essentially the Supreme Court granted the Trump administration's request for permission to enforce a rule known as the public charge rule and that governs the admission of immigrants to the United States specifically as they apply for green cards. Uh, If it is determined by the government that uh, uh, an applying immigrant uh, would become a public charge then they may be denied that green card. Now what is a public charge? It is someone uh, who either has demonstrated the ability to, or demonstrates uh, 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 a potential to, uh, draw uh, from the the public coffers. So, if you are trying to get a green card, uh, but you will likely be taking uh, welfare then the Trump administration now has the ability to deny you that green card. That's the decision handed down uh, by the Supreme Court. It's not over yet. There are certainly, uh, I think, more uh, things that will come regarding this story here, and we'll see how that shapes up. Maybe we'll even speak to uh, Attorney Aaron Tarrant again. So thank you for that. It was a uh, fascinating thing I saw out of the Supreme Court today. And I share it with you to remind you, uh, as always, that despite the wall-to-wall coverage, of the impeachment proceedings in Washington, D.C., that there are things happening back there in Washington outside of the impeachment. Uh, in fact, we, uh, just after 2 o'clock, about 15 minutes from right now, we're going to speak to Representative Ben McAdams. He had a bill which passed almost unanimously uh, in the House uh, just yesterday dealing with suicide prevention. I know we talk often about uh, suicide uh, and suicide prevention. Just last week, we had in studio Representative Chris Stewart who shared with us... Uh, some of his efforts on this same front. He gave us an update on his three-digit efforts, 988. Uh, Not up and running yet, but soon, very soon, if you uh, are are in a situation where you need a little bit of help on this front. Uh, thanks to the efforts of Chris Stewart, you're going to have a three-digit number uh, to dial and get that help that you so need. We're going to talk more about uh, suicide prevention and legislated legislation related there, too, with Representative McAdams just after 2 o'clock. I want to take this opportunity to talk to you a little bit. Oh, you know what? Here, why don't we do this? I, I want to talk to you about Elizabeth Warren, and we're going to, but let me just wrap up this conversation we were having earlier, and it has to do with what was happening on the Senate floor uh, Uh, Just yesterday on Saturday, Saturday morning, about 10 o'clock, I think it was uh, Donald Trump's defense team uh, had their turn. To get up and defend the position of the president and defend against the articles of impeachment that were introduced by the House and the House managers have been prosecuting for most of last week. Well, on Saturday, uh, the defense team kicked things off. They worked through the day yesterday and they have today uh, made their case and concluded uh, their defense uh, on behalf of the president. So right now we're at a fascinating juncture. Uh, the the questions come next. Tomorrow... Uh, senators will have the opportunity to on, and this is this will be cool. These would be cool. These would be these will be cool historic souvenirs if anyone gets their hands on them. On little pieces of paper, the senators, uh, including your own senator Mike Lee and Mitt Romney, they on little slips of paper will be able to write questions for both the House managers, the prosecution, and the defense. They'll pass them over to uh, John Roberts. Uh, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, who, uh, is constitutionally presiding over these impeachment proceedings, and it will be him who will then, uh, share those questions with either the prosecution and the defense, and we'll start to hear them. And then it will be after that, during that, when that phase, uh, reaches its conclusion, which is uncertain. I'm not uh, exactly sure how long that will last. If, if you, if it's either unknown or I don't know. <laughs> so if it is known and you know it, five seven five zero zero is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Or uh, producer Amy, you could Google it for me. Uh, anyway. So we'll see what happens. But it'll be after the questioning phase when things will get very, very interesting. Just this morning, we have learned that uh, Senator Mitt Romney is uh, open to hearing from witnesses on the floor of the U.S. Senate. You've probably been following this John Bolton stuff. He's got this book he wrote in New York Times, got their hands on a little excerpt. And uh, that excerpt seems to support the claims being made by the Democrats. Uh, So we'll see if uh, it, in fact, is the case that... uh, A vote is cast sufficient to bring John Bolton to the floor of the House, or I'm sorry, the floor of the Senate, uh, to appear as a witness. And uh, there's one little thing I've been seeing floating around on this. And I'm sorry, we're going to get to Warren in a second. I'm so sorry. I've been distracted by this impeachment thing because it fascinates me so. Uh, There is this one little scenario that could play out, and they're calling it one for one, where in exchange... For uh, Republicans supporting uh, the bringing of John Bolton to the floor as a witness, they, the Republicans, would then get, uh, say, Hunter Biden or maybe uh, former Vice President Joe Biden to appear on the floor of the Senate to appear as a witness in these proceedings. Now, they're saying it in all the news coverage and all the comments made by uh, various uh, folks who would like to be relevant to this, they're calling it one for one. I, though... I, though, when I heard this first proposed, I thought, wait a second, that is quite literally quid pro quo. That one right there, that's quid pro quo. And, uh, you know, I think the whether or not you think quid pro quo is, is good or bad probably depends on your politics. But anyway, it just struck me as a, a little comical that in a case that is essentially uh, dealing directly with quid pro quo, that the solution uh, to this little juncture would be uh, in itself a quid pro quo. Anyway, okay, let's get to. uh, Oh, shoot. I forgot. Uh, Pam Bondi, Uh, Pam Bondi, former uh, lieutenant governor or I'm sorry, former attorney general for the state of Florida. She was defending the president yesterday. I'm going to play you this and then I'm going to tell you what Elizabeth Warren said. Here's Pam Bondi defending the president on the floor of the Senate uh, as she serves on his defense team. This is yesterday on the floor of the U.S. Senate.
0: When the House managers gave you their presentation, when they submitted their brief, they repeatedly referenced Hunter Biden. And they spoke to you for over 21 hours and they referenced Biden or Burisma over 400 times.
1: That was kind of the theme of yesterday and in part today uh, that the Democrats uh, engaged in a pretty inefficient presentation of uh, the facts as they seize them, uh, often repeating themselves. I saw one commentator said uh, that their plan for yesterday was to tell you what you were going to tell me and then tell you and then afterwards tell me what you told me. Uh, and that seems to fit and line up pretty well with uh, what happened uh, as the prosecution made its case. OK, here we go. So now I've got, oh, man, I have like one minute to tell the story. So very quickly, Elizabeth Warren has a plan. She has offered to relieve 42 million Americans of their student loan debt. They want she wants to cancel that plan. How it would work, she would direct the secretary of education uh, to use the authority vested in that position to begin uh, to compromise and modify the student loans and cancel up to 50 $50,000 uh, in debt for 95% of the student loan borrowers. That all equates to about 42 million people. Well, she appeared uh, at an event. Uh, there was a father who approached her, this father who uh, had saved uh, and put money together to put his child through college and then asked uh, Senator Warren if uh, and Candidate Warren if he would be repaid for that. So here's a little bit of audio uh, and then we'll get out of here. I just want to ask one question.
0: School. I saved all my money. She doesn't have any school. Am I going to get my money back? Of course not. So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money, and those of us that
1: did the right thing get screwed. Of course we did. My buddy had fun, bought a car, went on vacations, so I saved my money. He made more than I did. But I worked a double shift, worked extra. My daughter who works, he was 10. So you're laughing. Yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. We did the right thing, and we get screwed you hear that all right uh it was a little garbled there was a busy room where that audio was recorded but essentially the man said i have worked since my daughter was 10 i have scrimped and saved while my friends are out buying sports cars i put my money together so that she could go to college am i going to get my money back uh, according to your plan and elizabeth warren candidate warren who'd like to be your president said uh no no you're not going to get that money back Listen, next up, Ben McAdams is going to join us on the phone. He's going to talk to us about a piece of legislation of his that passed the House just yesterday. It's next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.
0: A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said...